hello everyone and welcome to the one man renegade podcast this is episode no it's chapter 45 and it's the last chapter for 2017 as we close the books on this year lots of stuff happened this year um some good some bad some uh terrible some amazing maybe i don't know uh it 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 uh <laughs> it scaled the gamut of all the emotions i guess i don't know uh but i mean i guess that's in the internet error um and i said that purposely that way uh i i think any year is going to have crazy one way or the other just cuz everyone has an opinion on everything and everything is everything and everyone has to say stuff about everything and there's no way to avoid it, and it's everywhere. It's 24 hours news channels, it's 24 hour social media, it's 24 hour internet, it's 24 hour everything. Uh, back in the day, you know, it didn't used to be that way. It's like a story might come out about something, and you're like, oh, wait, okay, hmm, all right, whatever, and then that's gone. Because you didn't have to listen to it for the next 24 hours. You watched it on the news, and then it was gone. They might follow up the next night, it might not, but there was, you know, you had your one hour of news a night or whatever but now it's 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 a 24 7 uh world that we live in um so anything that happens gets uh scrutinized to death or praised to death well not death but whatever you know what i'm talking about uh every little thing that happens has to be a story uh whether it's a story or not uh but let's move past all of that because whatever that is what it is but 2017 is coming to a close, um, and with that, uh, I'm not going to do the recap of the year. I'm not going to do my top ten list. Um, I will do the movie podcast, but we're going to wait until Oscar time because, you know, there's a lot of movies that just came out that, you know, recently that, you know, obviously I haven't had a chance to see, so kind of want to wait until I can see some of those movies to really put in a final list, um... But uh, we will talk about one of the movies I did see because it's a pretty big movie and um, lots of people talking about it. And uh, there's lots of opinions about it because, again, internet age or whatever. Um, but before we get to all that, let's uh, take a trip back in time to two weeks ago when I made my predictions for some upcoming events that have taken place. And uh, let's see how I did. Um and the answer is not not great. <laughs> I did, didn't do great, especially at the UFC, uh, which I didn't really get to see any of because uh, I was at the Bruins game. But um, yeah, I didn't do very good at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go uh, run down uh, the card one by one. But let's just say I only got two right. Now one of them was canceled, so that's not my fault. Uh, I got two right and ten wrong, including the main event. I had Robbie Lawler and. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't win. So, uh, needless to say, I'm back to my not knowing anything about UFC. <laughs> At least in terms of who's gonna win and whatnot. Uh, uh, I better, you know, better get better at that because I am going to see UFC uh, coming up in uh, a few weeks at uh, UFC 220. Uh, but before we get to that, there's UFC 219, which we will talk about in a little bit. Uh, what else happened that weekend? Well, Ring of Honor had their pay per view uh, final battle. And I went four for four in my predictions on that. Um, you know, I, there was a couple of, I mean, the biggest surprise of the night, I mean, was the main event, but we'll get to that in a second. So Matt Taven won. No big surprise there. Um, 
The Dixon lost the War Machine, which I found surprising given that War Machine is pretty much gone. Uh, every, everything that I've read points to them joining NXT in the not-too-distant future, along with Ricochet. Uh, those are the rumors going out that once they're done with uh, Wrestle Kingdom, or War, War Machine's done with Wrestle Kingdom, they're headed to NXT. So, or at least WWE. I mean, I would assume they go to NXT, but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what they have planned for them. Um, Jay Lethal, uh, won his match against, um, uh, Marty Scroll. I had that one right. Motor City, yeah, Motor City Machine Guns defended, successfully defended their titles against the Best Friends. Got that one right. Um, Silas Young won the, uh, TV title in the four-way. I almost picked him over Punishment Martinez, but I just kind of thought, eh, I feel like, I don't know. I just thought they would give it to I knew it was going to change. I knew it was going to change hands. Kenny King, whatever. But, um, yeah, Silas Young wins it. Uh, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer lose to the um, Briscoes in a hardcore street fight or whatever. New York street fight, I believe is what it was called. That was a little surprising to me, but, um, meh. I mean, it could have gone either way, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the Hung Bucks defended, successfully defended the six-man tag team championships. And then in the main event, Dalton Castle ends up defeating Cody for the Ring of Honor heavyweight championship. Uh, really surprising there. I thought Cody was going to keep it for a while, and especially given that he was fighting at Wrestle Kingdom. And we will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and this was supposed to be defending it. Uh, but now he's not. And now Ring of Honor doesn't really have any titles being defended. Or doesn't have any titles being defended at Wrestle Kingdom. Which is um, interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah. Dalton Castle. Interesting. Interesting. Um you know, there was some rumors going around going that he might leave soon and go to WWE, but uh, I think you can put those rumors to rest now that he's the champion, but you never know. I mean, the same thing happened last year when Kyle O'Reilly won the title, and then he quickly dropped it back to Adam Cole, but then, of course, Adam Cole also left not too long after that, so I'm not sure what Dalton Castle's deal is, uh, but he is the champion, and uh, so... There you go. Um, so then there was the WWE Clash of Champions, which I did not attend, even though it was in my backyard. Well, not literally in my backyard, but it was even though it was in Boston at the TD Garden. Um, it was a decent show. I mean, it was kind of you know it's kinda, it's always tough with these end of the year ones because it's like, all right, well you just said Survivor Series and now you don't know really, like you have that you have a pay per view for December and then you're gearing up for Royal Rumble. So everyone's kind of like, yeah. And last year they had two of them, which was overkill. This year they dropped it back down to one uh, and a SmackDown. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you're not you're not gearing up for the WrestleMania stuff yet because um, the Royal Rumble is kind of the start of WrestleMania season. So it's kind of like all right, well let's kind of put to rest some of the stuff and then we'll move forward. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mojo Raleigh beat, um, Zack Ryder in the pre-show. That's, was probably the most, uh, obvious match of the night. Um, 
in the U.S. triple threat match, it ended up being Dolph Ziggler winning, which was a real big surprise because all intents and purposes, it sounded like Dolph Ziggler was on his way out of WWE or at least taking um, a break for a bit, which ultimately is what's happening as Dolph Ziggler came out the next or two nights on two nights later on SmackDown and dropped the title and said he was going away. So basically, that's what happened. So I don't know why they gave him the title, but. Now they're having a tournament, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens then. I think Bobby Roode is ultimately going to end up with it, um, as he already won his first round matchup against Baron Corbin, who is the defending, or, you know, the former champ now. Um, So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, So my prediction was wrong, but I think ultimately my prediction will be right, uh, if if that makes any sense. Uh, Then next up... uh, in the fatal four-way uh, tag match thingy, uh, the Usos were able to retain their title. And while I'm not hugely surprised by that, I thought they were going to switch it up. And I predicted Benjamin and Gable. A lot of people, other people were saying Rusev and Aiden English. I don't know. But Benjamin and Gable did get a rematch for next week by defeating New Day and Aiden English and Rusev. This week on SmackDown. So, ultimately, again, I could be right again on this. Uh, They could take the titles next week very easily, in my mind. Um, Charlotte Flair beat Natalia. Then Natalia kind of said, like, no one respects me. I'm going away for a while. Then she was back on SmackDown this week. So, I don't know what the meaning of that was. Uh, Whatever. It was, I don't know, it was a weird match because it was like, it was a... Um, lumberjack match and a lot of people got involved and whatever, but ultimately Charlotte Fair won the match. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers beat, uh, Brizango, no big surprise there. Although the Ascension keeps trying to get the Bludgeon, uh, keeps trying to get, um, Brizango to face the Bludgeon Brothers. They faced them again this week, but then they saved them, but then they're going to face them again next week. I don't know what's going on with this, but whatever. That was a pretty obvious one too, I guess. Um, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were able to keep their jobs by beating Randy Orton and Shinsei Nakamura. There was lots of shenanigans, as predicted. Uh, there, At one point, Randy Orton was about to win, and then Kevin Owens pushed Daniel Bryan on top of Shane to stop the count. Then at one point, Sami Zayn was about to win, but Shane only counted two and then stopped the count. But then ultimately, Sami Zayn got the pin because Daniel Bryan did a fast count so there's still this whole Shane versus Daniel Bryan stuff kind of going on and is Daniel Bryan helping out Sami Zayn Kevin Owens what's going on there this week Kevin Owens beat um AJ Styles because of Shane McMahon's distraction sort of thingy Uh, so we'll see what happens there I think Kevin Owens versus AJ might be Royal Rumble, potentially. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, Randy Orton and Shinsuke both announced themselves for the Royal Rumble. There's going to be a women's Royal Rumble. I didn't mention that yet. Well, that hadn't happened yet. They announced that the next night. But let's get let's finish it up. AJ Styles and I ruined that by <laughs> kind of saying what I was thinking to happen. He beat Jinder Mahal. I'm not sure where Jinder goes from here. He had a U.S. title match that he won, so or U.S. title tournament match that he's 
that he won. So he's in in that. He could win that. I, I don't see where they go with that, given that he was just the WWE champion. But who knows? Uh, yeah, so overall, it was a decent show. I got six of eight right. No, five of seven right. Um, overall, <laughs> got 11 right and four, 15 wrong. Yeah, because that's stupid UFC. Wow, I was terrible at UFC predictions. Um, hopefully I do better this time around, as UFC 19 is coming up on Saturday. Um, but before we get to UFC 219, which in and of itself has gone through a bunch of different changes, there's been a bunch of matches that had to be canceled or moved because of varying reasons. Um, the main event now is Holly Holm versus uh, Chris Cyborg for the featherweight, the women's featherweight title. Actually, you know what? Well, let's do the predictions for that anyway. So let's just get to it. I'm talking about it. Let's get to it. Um, and, and, you know, as of right now, there's only 10 matches um, for the whole card, which is kind of low for um, a UFC event. Usually it's 11, 12, 13. Um, but, I mean, obviously there was a few that got canceled. Uh, I don't know that they're planning on adding any. Um, but then again, you know, who knows? We're still a couple days away, so... You never know of these things. Uh, they could more matches could get canceled any moment, and in that case, they would. Uh, I'd imagine have to add some because they're already down to ten. Um. All right, so um, let's start off with the preliminary card, which is taking place in the fat the fight pass. Which at this point is um, just one match because uh, normally they have three or four, but because they're so so low in matches, they just have one, and that's on the fight pass that you can uh, the UFC fight pass, and it is a uh, bantamweight battle between Tim Elliott and Mark De La Rosa. Um, hmm, I'm going to go with Tim Elliott. Uh, Alright, so next up, we move on to the preliminary card that's on FS1, and it's on FS1. Uh, It's not on FX or FXX or FS2 or Fox or anything else. It's on FS1. Um, We we start off with a flyweight battle between uh, Louis Smoka versus uh, Mateus uh, Nicolou. Nicolau? Nicolau. I'm going to go... With Lewis Smodka. No, no, what I do. There we go. Um, then next up we have a, a middleweight battle between Marvin Vittori, v- Valori, Vittori, Vittori, um, and Omari Akhmedov. 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 Still have no idea how to say any of these guys' names. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go with Marvin Vittori. All right, next up, uh, we have a featherweight battle between Miles Jury and Rick Glenn. Those those were easy enough names. <laughs> it's Miles with a Y, though, so I don't know if that changes it. 
Maybe it's Miles. Maybe it's Miles. I don't know. Could be Miles. I'm guessing it's Miles, but could be Miles. Um, <laughs> with that said, I'm still going with Rick Glenn, and that's Glenn with two G, two N's, not two G's, two N's. So you know, there's you know, I still think it it that doesn't change the pronunciation. I don't think, but just I'm just noting that for for those Glenn with one N versus Glenn with two N guys. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um. All right, next up we have uh, a light heavyweight battle uh, between Khalil Round, Round, Roundtree and Michael Olekajzuk. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's McCall. Not, it's, is it Michael? Is it Mc, I don't know. McCall? Whatever. I'm going with... I'm going to Khalil Roundtree, because, yeah. And it's Roundtree, not Roundtree. There's no D there, which is a little confusing. Um, all right, so that's that's it for the preliminary card on Fox Sports 1. Uh, so we'll move on to the main card, which is a pay-per-view. Um, you can order it on pay-per-view. I believe it's... I'm going to say it's... $55, but let's find out, um, if you order an HD, maybe it's 50, maybe it's $60, I don't know, I'm not sure how much these things cost these days, um, let's see, uh, so we got, uh, bringing it up, it is $60 on H in HD, I don't know if it's cheaper if it's not an HD. I know they used to do that. I'm, maybe they still do. Uh, 60 bucks. All right, so let's start off. We have a welterweight battle between uh, Carlos Conduit versus Neil Magny. I'm going to go with Carlos Conduit. I think I believe that's how you say his name. Maybe it's Condit, Conduit, Conduit, I don't know. Alright, next up we have a women's strawweight battle between um, Cynthia Calvillo versus Carla Esparza. I'm going to go with Carla Esparza. Um... Next up, we have a lightweight battle between Dan Hooker and Mark Diakisi. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Hooker. Uh, next up, we got a, another lightweight battle between K- K- Khabib... Nurmagomedov versus Edson Barboza. I'm going to go with Edson Barboza. And finally, in the main event of the evening... We have the women's str- featherweight um, t- 
title match between Chris Cyborg, the defending champion, taking on Holly Holm, who, uh, well, I guess she's dropping weight or moving up in weight. I don't know what she was before, but obviously they this is a newer title. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, uh, you know, she beat... She beat... Um, Ronda Rousey, obviously, but then she's lost a couple of battles since then. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm not quite sure. Um, no, I guess she just lost to. Um, wait a minute. What? What am I looking at here? Oh, that's her boxing record. Um. Let's go to Miss Martial Arts. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she lost to... After she beat Ronda Rousey, she lost to Misha Tate. Then she lost to Valentina Sedjavanko. Then she lost to Jermaine Day Ramadan. Randomly. I don't know how to say these names. Uh, but then she beat Beth Correa, I guess, to win the title. I mean, the title fight? To get the title fight? I mean, I guess that was... The other one's... Well, see, that was a bantamweight match, though. This is featherweight. I don't know. I don't understand how this works. But, yeah. I mean, I think they're just going with name value on this in this match, to be quite honest with you. I don't necessarily know that she deserved a title match, but given that um, she has a name because she beat Ronda Rousey, yeah, throw in there against Cyborg and see what happens. Um, you know, obviously... They, they're lacking some names for this big. Usually, the December Vegas pay per view is usually a pretty big one, but um, you know they've had some injuries and other things going on. So uh, yeah, so they need some name value, but I, I still think Cyborg's gonna win um, and retain the title. That I mean, that's that's how I feel. She, I mean. She's only ever lost once in MMA, and that was her first match ever against Erica Pays back in 2005. She had a no decision against Sekiro Yakamana, or Yamanaka, whatever. But then it was overturned. Oh, because, alright, so she actually won that match, but then it was overturned because she tested positive for something. So, I mean... She's only really lost one match ever, <clears throat> so I don't I don't see her losing again or to this in this one. So I think she's gonna win, and that's my guess. So Cyborg, welcome to the Justice League. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Of course I'm joking. I've already talked about that. I don't think Cyborg belongs in the Justice League. He's Teen Titan, but that's not who we're talking about anyways. So Chris Cyborg. Um, whatever her last name is, whatever her actual last name is, um, I believe it's Justino, I don't know, whatever, not important, um, so alright, let's move on, um, so that's UFC 219, go check it out, Saturday night. Um, December 30th, um, live on pay-per-view, catch the prelims on FS1, and that one prelim on the Fight Pass if you want. Um, 
All right, so what else has happened? So when I last talked to you, well, when I last last talked to you, last time I talked to you, I was doing the Christmas special. But prior to that, for, ep- uh, for chapter 44, I was about to leave and go see Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Um, now, I'll try to avoid any huge spoilers um, here if you haven't seen it, but I'm definitely going to say some stuff that's going to spoil certain aspects of the movie. Um, but I guess at first I would just say, well, what I give, what, what I think of the movie to begin with. And I'm not comparing it to any other movies this year because I don't want to ruin my uh, the movie countdown ranks later but um just in terms of where it fits in the star wars um movies i'll talk about but honestly if someone asked me like what do you think of the movie i would say it's good it's not great um someone if i was you know having to give a rotten tomatoes percentage or whatever i'd give it like an 86 87 somewhere in that range so b b plus um in terms of grades I don't think it was an A, um, but I don't think it was any worse than that. I mean, a lot of people are crapping on it. Uh, if you go to, cause, you know, it's funny because you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a ninety-something score for the actual Rotten Tomato thing. But if you look at the audience score, it's hovering around fifty percent. So, you know, it's very, very uh, decisive or um, not decisive. Um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, but there's, there's a big kind of like split down the middle as to where this, like how people like the movie divisive. That was the word I'm looking for. Not decisive, divisive, um, between loyal, like original star Wars fans and like kind of like the new crop of star Wars fans that are kind of just got into it because of force awakens or whatever, uh, or even somewhat the prequels, uh, but less so that I guess. More so Force Awakens. Because it's like, alright, this is continuing that story. So, you know, it's kind of got that new vibe. The new Disney, you know, twist to stuff and whatever. You have these new characters and whatever. Whereas kind of the older fan are like, well, yeah, but what about the old characters? Like, well, we left we left them at Jedi and then we saw some of them in Force Awakens. But now we're seeing that more of them in this one are, you know, more. Yeah. It's like, you already killed Hod Solo. What are you doing with Luke? Leia... And the Leia situation is a little weird because, you know, obviously um, Carrie Fisher's dead. So, and they've basically come out and said she's not going to be in the ninth one. So it's like, well, what do you do with her in this film? And I'm not going to say what they do, but what they, what what they, how, how they go about doing what they do is a bit, uh, a lot of people, it's, you know, it's a lot, get it, it <laughs> people didn't enjoy it. Did people were confused by it? People, um, a little miffed by it. They were like, what? They took a lot of liberties as to what Leia's um, connection with the Force and what she can do, which had never really been established in any other movies. It's like, well, okay, she's Luke's sister, so clearly there's got to be something there. And, like, they did the little, like, connection thing at the end of Empire and whatever, but, and there's another, as Yoda told us, um, in Jedi, but, um, 
and you know obviously we find out in you know whatever but and I gotta say, <laughs> that's the other thing that kind of bothers me because now you can't just call it Jedi, Return of the Jedi. You have to say Return of the Jedi because you have the last Jedi. So which Jedi are you talking about? That's a bit annoying. Um, but um, all right. So here's my point, I guess, is, and it kind of relates to how they tell the Ray story, and in 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 and of, well, we don't know the full story yet, um, and I don't want to ruin anything. But basically, they don't tell you much. There's not much more you learn about her. Um, I mean, supposedly you find out something, but that could just be a red herring as far as I'm concerned because it doesn't make sense if you go back to the prequels and the Metachlorian stuff. <laughs> There's got to be more to that. Um, and if it's not, I mean, I, I, you know, I get that. They never really discussed any of that in the, in the original tr- trilogy, you know, 4, 5, 6. But it was very blatantly established in 1, 2, and 3. So it's like, are you just going to completely ignore that going forward? And maybe they are. But it's like, okay, well, clearly uh, Kylo Ren has the Force because he's Han's... Or, well, because he's Leia's daughter. Uh, da- da- Leia's son. So what's Rey's? Rey's got to be somebody's daughter. But apparently, you know, if, you know, they don't know who or they're just nobodies or whatever. It's like, well... There's no important. It's like, well, how does she get the force? You know, because as of right now, um, you know, you know, Luke aside and Leia aside, just as far as we know, only Kylo and and Rey have the force. And I don't want to spoil anything here, but there might be more people that have the force. But my issue. Issue with the movie isn't just that. I mean, that's just the whole Star Wars story line. That's fine. My issue with this specific movie um, is that it, it does a lot. It, there's a lot that was established in Force Awakens, and this kind of is just like, nah, forget about that stuff. We're going. No, that doesn't really even matter. It's like, well, what was the point of all that? And I get that it's Ryan Johnson, not J.J. Abrams, but then J.J. Abrams is doing the doing nine now because of the. Because of the changing of the directors or whatever, uh, so it's and and I mean my and the, it's just it's just weird how they just establish these things pretty significantly in Force Awakens, and then it's like oh never mind, like even just to something as stupid as Kylo Ren's mask, it's like you have this marketing thing for this mask, and it's like you know, he's trying to be Vader. I get that. With the mask. And it's like, ah, no, this mask is stupid. It's gone. But it's like, you could have sold, you know, there's so many toys you can make with the mask. And I guess you still could. It's established. It's a thing. I mean, people are still selling freaking, um, you know, Darth Maul stuff. And he was, but he's been gone since the first movie, you know. Or the fourth movie, whatever. Since episode one. Like, he never came back after that. So, you know. Um, but, um. You know, one of my biggest, my best, one of my issues with this movie, and it's not necessarily this movie specifically, but just the Marvel, Disney's Marvel, like, um, template for, and especially they did this with Thor, you know, it wasn't established that Thor was funny. 
now granted the first two more Thor movies were kind of terrible so they're like well whatever let's kind of make this comedic then so you take a character like Thor that's not comedic at all and you throw in jokes upon jokes upon jokes now Star Wars has always had you know a few jokes here and there throwing some jokes but it wasn't like obsessive and it wasn't it just seemed you know it's a tiny little bit throw it in here throw it in here this one this movie seemed a bit more on the marvel side where there's a lot more jokey stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be and it's something they did with the justice league too with josh whedon taking over that just it doesn't need to be there i mean i get that a lot of people don't like the dark elements of a lot you know some of these movies but that's what they are and you know not that star wars is that dark but it doesn't need to be jokey all the time and there was just a few scenes here and there which is like they threw in a random joke for no reason. It was just like, yeah, it's just unnecessary. Like, we're trying to establish, like, an important plot line here, and you're throwing in jokes? Like, what's the point? And I feel like that's, to me, that's just unnecessary. And it kind of bothered me a little bit. There also seemed to be a lot of more creatures in this movie than, that, than there needed to be. Now, granted, every Star Wars movie is going to have some weird creatures and whatever. And, like... Some of them are important to the plot, and some of them mean stuff. But other ones, other ones are just kind of thrown in there for whatever. And a lot of times that happens in, like, one scene. And, you know, cantina scene, or even last time when they went to that bar in Force Awakens, there was that scene. Um, you know, this scene they had go to a casino, and it's kind of that scene. But then outside of that scene, there's still a whole random bunch of these weird um, creatures and it's like, why are you, like, what are these things? Why do you keep bringing these things on? It's like, I don't know. It just seemed obsessive in this movie as opposed to the other ones. Not to say there weren't a lot in the other ones, obviously. We had Ewoks and, and uh, but see, Ewoks were important to the movie. I mean, whether you liked them or not is a different story. I mean, Jar Jar Binks was important to that movie. Again, not a lot of people liked it and whatever, but it was there. Um, and he played a point. Um you know, Yoda's a weird creature, too. And let's, I mean, whatever. But it's, like, all these weird little, like, porgs. Specifically porgs. It's like, what the hell did porgs do? They didn't, they don't do anything. They're just there. They're just these weird things to be there. And it's, like, there's the crystal foxes or whatever they're called. And they, all these things have stupid names, too, that at no point did they establish them in the movie. Someone just, like, oh, that's, that's this thing. And it's, like, well, based off of what? Like, who the hell said that? No one said that. I don't know, it's kind of annoying. But anyways, I don't want to completely downgrade the movie. Um, there's some good elements to this movie. It's a fun movie. It's Star Wars. Let's get let's get let's get that out of the way right away. Um, there's some decent fight scenes, although there it's hard to say there's an actual saber lightsaber battle or like a fight lightsaber duel. I guess is the word. I mean, there's definitely lightsabers and there are definitely battles. Um, but the lightsaber duel is kind of teased, but it doesn't really happen. Let's just, that's kind of, I'll leave it at that. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, get out and see the movie. It's not doing quite as well as Force Awakens did, but I wouldn't expect it to be. I mean, Force Awakens was just, it was just a whirlwind of everything coming together. 
I mean, it had been 10 years since the Star Wars movie. It was a new Star Wars movie as opposed to a prequel. Um, J.J. Abrams, Disney, you know, the new Lucas thing. You had Han Solo. You had Luke, you know, albeit in a small degree. You had Chewie. You had R2-D2, C-3PO. You know, they had, you had the whole gang back together outside of Darth Vader. But even they teased his mask in, in that. And that's another thing. And, and it is what it is. But, you know, they te- they threw, showed the, the burnt up mask in the first one and had to play Darth Vader's music. And this one, like, there's literally one mention of Vader and they play his music. And it's like, do you really have to work that in every movie? I mean, I suppose it's, it's fine. But it was just kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, all right, we have to say Vader at some point so we can play the music. It's like, all right, Vader. <laughs> Play music, <laughs> and then ironic, ironically, the only movie that music's not in and is is the uh, Star Wars. <laughs> a New Hope, because uh, they didn't have the Imperial March theme until Empire. Yeah, um, unless they've digitally gone back and added it, I don't even know. But if the original version of the Force, uh, uh, New Hope, that theme hadn't existed, didn't exist yet. Anyways, um. But overall, I mean, it is a good movie. Like I said, I give it a BB plus. It's it's worth seeing. Go check it out. Uh, I saw it in 3D. I saw it twice. Um, you know, and it was one of those things where I you know saw it the first time. I'm like, I had a certain opinion of it. Saw it the second time, and it didn't really change my opinion. It was about the same. Um, you know, obviously, you watch it the second time, you know what's going to happen. So you kind of look for different things. Uh, but I didn't find anything. I was like, "Oh, I totally missed that," or "Whoa, wait, what, what, what was what was that?" I didn't didn't see that the first time. Um, I think I caught at pretty much everything I needed to, and it didn't really change the movie for me. Seeing it the second time, um, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But because um, you know, I, I mean. When I first saw Phantom Menace, I thought it was pretty good. And then I saw it again, like, a couple days later. And I'm like, yeah, maybe this wasn't very good. And then, subsequently, seeing more and more of them, seeing it more and more, I've grown to learn it's not a good, not good. Uh, for a Star Wars movie, it's still an okay movie. I mean, but in terms of Star Wars movies, it's definitely uh, <laughs> on the lower, in the lower part. Um, so, with all that said, where would I put this in ranks? Haven't seen it twice. Haven't seen all of them at least twice. Um, where would I rank them? Well, if we're going to throw Rogue One in there as well. I I would rank them like this. Um, worst to best. Worst is Phantom Menace. And it's tough because I don't... I wanted to say that Phantom Menace is better than Attack of the Clones. But ultimately, the pod race just ruins it. All the stuff with Anakin as a little kid is just annoying. Not to say that Hayden Christensen's much better, but at least in that, in the at least in the second one, they kind of start establishing him turning to Vader, even though it's you know kind of annoying and whatever. But at least there's some more to it than that. The first one, he's just a little kid and whatever, and it's just like uh, who cares? And then he saves the day. Uh, it's just, I don't know. So, yes. As much as the Darth Maul stuff's cool, and Qui-Gon Jinn's cool, 
it's still the worst. It's still the worst. And then Attack of Clones is right behind it. Revenge of the Sith bumps it up a little bit. I mean, that one is definitely established better as the best prequel. But it's still at three. It's still at three. Um, so here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I think this is four. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's better than the prequels, but I think it's four. Um, then I think I go Rogue One. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. The Darth Vader scene in Rogue One is amazing. Do I go... Hmm. It might be above... Yeah, no, I think think it's still Rogue One. And then Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Empire Strikes Back, and... Uh, no, New Hope, and then Empire Straight Back. Sorry. So, let's recap. Phantom Menace is the worst. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. So, reverse order for the prequels. Or, in order for the prequels. One, two, three. Worst, second, third. Then The Last Jedi. Then Rogue One. Then Return of the Jedi. Then A New Hope. And number one is Empire Strike Back. That's my list for now. I'll probably change after I see them again at some point. And then, of course, we got the Han Solo movie coming out in May. And then um, episode nine in a week, uh, a year or two years from now. And then then there's kind of a question mark as to what the next kind of where they go next with it. Uh, there's rumor of a Han Solo, uh, a Boba Fett movie. That's been rumored. Then it, it was happening. Then it wasn't happening. Now it might still be happening. There's rumor of an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. That seems to be going in the right direction, and that could happen. Uh, Ryan Johnson is supposedly going to do another uh, trilogy that spins off of off of the main storyline somehow. Um, so it won't necessarily be. 10, 11, 12, but it'll be something, 1, 2, and 3 of a different, like, story, supposedly, and they may have teased it in, in Jedi, potentially, um, The Last Jedi, not Return of the Jedi, they teased it in Return of the Jedi, that would be freaking weird, but, you know, you never know, it's like, well, where are the Ewoks? Well, maybe they do a trilogy in the Ewoks, so they did do one movie in the Ewoks, which I didn't count on this, and I'm not going to count on this. That was like a made-for-TV special thing. Those don't count. I'm not counting that. Um, same way I wouldn't count the Christmas special. Um, or the holiday special or whatever it was. Or any of the... Or the, the Attack of the Clone... Or no, the Clone War movie or whatever. It doesn't count. I'm talking about like real live action, in theater, blockbuster movies. So there's nine of them right now. Because you include Rogue One. And then you'll have Han Solo... That'd be 10, and we'll have episode 9, so it'd be 11. And then question marks at this point. Um, but yeah, so there we go. That's my list. Um, Alright, so that's enough about Star Wars. We'll put a pin in Star Wars until May, I guess. When the Han Solo movie, which still still bugs me. Not ready for another Star Wars movie in four, five months or whatever. I think they should have pushed it back to December. Kept the December, you know... Um, December opening rolling. It seems to be working. 
the last three years so far. So to um, you know, add in um, you know, to put it in December would you know it works. You establish it, it works. You know, May is kind of your Marvel. I mean, if you're Disney, May's your Marvel stuff. December's your uh, Star Wars stuff. Like, why would you? Why would you change that? But especially with the changing of the uh, director halfway through and all that, I just it seems like you know, all right. Let's 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 hold off a little bit. Give you an extra six months, six seven months to really like bring this thing all together. It would have made sense to me, but no, they want to do it Memorial Day weekend for whatever reasoning uh, they have. Um, it seems weird giving that. I mean, Avengers are coming out beginning of May, so I guess they need something else to come out in the summer. I don't know. It seems like it's pushing a little bit, but there it is. Um, All right, let's move on. And um, so we talked about UFC 219, which will be the biggest uh, event to end 2017. But let's talk about the biggest event to start 2018, shall we? And it's not taking place in the United States. It's going to be in Japan, and that is Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Wrestle Kingdom, and um, if you've been listening to my podcast, I don't know how you're not, because I've talked about it before. But Wrestle Kingdom is basically New Japan Pro Wrestling's WrestleMania, and they do it every year on January 4th. And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, it's always January 4th. It happens to be a Thursday this year. Um, which again, it's weird because of the time difference, it's really happening. Well, I guess it's happening Thursday morning here, but it's Thursday night there. Uh, I think it's like, what is there like a 13 hour time difference or something like that? I don't know. So it's going to happen sometime in the middle of the night on Thursday. Um, but anyways, um, it's their WrestleMania. It's their big event, uh, of the year. Um, now they've been doing the Tokyo Dome show. On January 4th, I want to say it's for like 25, 26 years or something like that. It's only been Wrestle Kingdom the last 12. Because they had different events prior to that. But then once they established Wrestle Kingdom, it's kind of been that since then. Um, but um, yeah, so the biggest story coming into this year is that Rus- uh, the, at Wrestle Kingdom 12, Chris Jericho is going to be there. And... Um, you know, obviously, Chris Jericho has been in WWE since 1999. He's taken some breaks here and there, but he's never gone anywhere else um, to wrestle. Uh, he was, you know, teased TNA back when TNA was actually still like a an actual thing that could happen. Um, you know, when they were still decent. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with TNA anyway, at this point. Anyway, or Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's pretty much dead as far as I'm concerned. I'm assuming they still have shows. I think it's on Thursdays, maybe, on Pop TV, but they, like, record them so far in advance. Like, half the guys that are probably wrestling on Tonight Show or whatever are gone. Um, you know, I mean, and guys just keep on walking out. Um, but whatever, that's not not, not important. Um, we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom here. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they have agreement with Ring of Honor and some of the same guys. They're in Ring of Honor, end up in New Japan... Um, and the Ring of Honor title is supposed to be in the line until Cody lost it at uh, Final Battle. Uh, but he's still fighting. He's still fighting in a singles match. Um, so yeah, um, 
So let's just get into it. There's 10 matches currently um, announced. I don't think there's going to be more. I think it's going to stick it to 10. Um, weirdly enough, it's odd because they usually have some sort of like 8-man or 10-man tag. Um, just throwing it in there to get a bunch of more guys in there. But they're not doing that this year, which is weird. But um, they are doing the New Japan Rumble, which they do every year in the pre-show. Um, no idea who's in it. And much like last year when I just randomly guessed Michael Elgin and got it right, I'm going to randomly guess a wrestler this year. Um, and who knows who's going to be there? Scott Norton was in there last year. Billy Gunn was in there. Uh, a lot of bunch of the older guys were in there too. And speak and going with that theme, I'm going to go with Justin Thunder Liger because why not? I just feel like he's not anywhere on the card. He's got to be there. He's going to be in this match. Might as well give it to him, right? I don't know. I I would do it. So that's my guess. All right. So first up, we got the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, uh, Rapongi 3K. Uh, Show and Yo, which I believe if you're familiar with them in Ring of Honor, they were the Tempora Boys. But in New Japan, they're called Rapongi 3K. That might be new. I don't know. But anyways, they are defending the titles against the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. And I think the Young Bucks are going to win. Take those titles back. Set the mood off for the night, right? Um... Now, because it's weird, because they're part of the Bullet Club, which are kind of like NWO back in the day. So they're, but they're not really like heels as much as they're just this group. So they get cheered a lot. I mean, that's the NWO kind of did back in the day too. I don't know, but anyways. Um, next up, we got a gauntlet match for the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Champions. Um. The current champions are the Bullet Club of members of Bad Luck Folly, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa, who are known as the Gorilla's Destiny. They will be defending against Chaos, Beretta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yanu. Uh, also versus Michael Elgin and War Machine, Hanson and Ro. Also versus Suzuki Gun, which is Taichi Takashi Lizuki. And Zack Sabre Jr. And versus Taguchi Japan. Which is made up of Juice Robinson. Raizuki Tajuchi And Togi Makabe. I'm not great with these names either. (laughs) Some of them I know. Other than I'm just kind of guessing there. Um, hmm. This is a tough one. Uh, So Bull Club just won them like. A week or two ago. Um, but. Uh, I'm going to go Suzuki Gun. Taichi Taka, Takashi. Luzuki. And, and Zack Sabre Jr. That's my guess. I don't know. I feel like these matches are very hard to predict. The gauntlet matches. Especially with the six man. Especially not knowing the order that they're coming in at. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, that's right for a uh, title change. All right, next up we have Cody taking on Kota Abushi in what was supposed to be the ROH Heavyweight Championship match, but 
is not anymore because Cody lost the title. Uh, with that said, um, I didn't think he was going to lose the title, but I didn't think he was going to lose this match either. Uh, but I still don't think he's going to lose this match. I think Cody's going to win. All right, next up we have um, the IWGP Tag Team Championship, Heavyweight Championship. Um, Killer Elite Squad, which is Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer taking on Los Incarnables de Japón, Evil and Sonata. So Evil and Sonata, along with uh, their other partner, whose name I'm blanking on, were the six-man tag team champions, but then they won Russell Tag Wars, which means they got the title shot here, so then they weren't going to defend the Neverweight titles until New Year's Dash, which is the next night. Um, And New Year's Dash is like their Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, basically, show. Uh, But um, then they had to defend them beforehand, and they lost them to Bull Club. But anyways, I think Killer Elite Squad... Are gonna keep the titles. Yeah, I think Killer Elite Squad are gonna keep the titles here. Are they? No, wait. Uh, I take that back. I take that back. Switching it up, I'm going uh, Evil and Sonata. Those Incredibles they hop on. They beat the Killer Elite Squad. And David Boy Smith, if you're not David Boy Smith Jr., if you're not familiar, is uh, David Boy Smith, British Bulldog's son. Uh, I believe his name is Harry Smith, but he let, wrestled in WWE a while ago as David Hart Smith, um, and he was tagged. He tagged with um, Tyson Kidd, and, and Natalia was the manager. They were the new Hart Dynasty, or what, what the Hart Dynasty? I think they were. They won a couple tag titles, I think, or at least one. Um, but things didn't really work out for him, and then. Things didn't really work out for Tyson Kidd either, but that's another fortunate story for another time. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Evil Sonata. Alright, next up we have, um, uh, this one's confusing. So it's a loser, le- so loser gets their head shaved and it's for the Never Open Weight Championship, but it's a death match, but there's no one else around at ringside, I believe. I mean, literally, Wikipedia literally says, loser haircut and no seconds death match for the Never Open Weight Championship. A little confusing. I think there's some translation issues there, but basically I think it means the loser gets their hair cut off and the title. Well, and, and loses the title. Well, necessarily, whatever. It's a death match, but no seconds means you can't have anyone with you. So you can't have a manager or someone else that's in your in your uh, group or whatever at ringside. And it's Minoru Suzuki taking on Hiroki Goto. 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 I'm going to go with Hiroki Goto. Just I don't I don't know why, but that's what I'm going with. Alright, next up we have the um, four way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You have Marty Scroll defending his title against Hiromu Takahashi, 
uh, Kushida and Will Ospreay. This was a tough one. Hmm. Now, Skrull beat Kushida, I believe, to win the title. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Osprey. All right, next up, we have the singles match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Jay White. Um, I I go Tanahashi. He's I mean he's he's basically their John Cena. He's been doing this forever, and he kind of wins a lot. So I feel like he's gonna win. All right, then then <laughs> then we get into the main events of the evening. Which are first off we have um the no DQ match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, which is a bit ironic given that it's in Japan and it's a couple of Canadians fighting for it, but um uh Kenny Omega defending his championship against Chris Jericho. Now, I'm going to use some logic on this. Uh, so, as far as everyone, anyone knows or is concerned, Chris Jericho is one and done. He's doing this one match and that's it. As far as we know. That could change. That could not be true. But he also has a tour with Fozzie coming up. And specifically, he has dates at the on the Royal Rumble. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, he'll do this one off and come back to WWE. Do the Royal Rumble. Do WrestleMania. But he's got... Dates for his Fozzie tour, specifically on the day of the Royal Rumble, and on the day of WrestleMania, which I believe is in Manchester, no, no, Hampton, New Hampshire. He's playing Wally's Pub (laughs) in Hampton, New Hampshire. Um, Not even the ballroom, he's playing Wally's Pub. I believe that's the name of the band, the name of the, um, uh, the place, which my friend Giorgio... Which you may have may know him from the other podcast that doesn't exist anymore, um, our Maddie G podcast. I, bo- I apologize. He's played there with his band um, before. So, yeah, yeah. Let's look it up. Um, music and events. Um, let's go to. April 8th. Yep, Fozzie. There at Wally's Pub. On April 8th, which is WrestleMania Day. So yeah, Jericho, unless he no-shows Wally's Pub, will not be at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, Wally. Alright, um... So, but with that said, people don't know what's going on with uh, Omega. His contract is up at the end of the month, or the end of uh, end of January, I should say. There's rumors that he could be going to WWE. It's uh, it's unclear. Um, but if Jericho's not going to fight again, 
Omega's still around for another month. I gotta imagine Omega wins this. So yeah, I'm going with Omega. So, and finally in the main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, we have Tezuka Okada defending his title against Tetsuya Naito, who is the leader of Los Inconobles de Habang. Um Now, Okada beat Naito to win the title. And I think Naito might have beat Okada to win it. And that was a year and a half ago, I think. So, Okada's had it for a long time. Um, I don't know what his deal is. There's been rumors that maybe he's on his way out, but I don't know that I don't know that to be true at all. Um, but with that still said, I think he's had the title for a year and a half now. Naito has really come into his own. He won the G1 Cup or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Naito. I think Naito wins the title. Um, yeah, so there you go, that's Wrestle Kingdom, uh, 10, uh, 12, 12, <laughs> 12, 10 matches for Wrestle Kingdom 12, yeah, so again, it happens, what the hell, happens January 4th, um, from Tokyo, Japan, and the Tokyo Dome, which means, I, I believe it start, the pre-show starts at 5, maybe, or 6, which is like two or three, I think, in the in the eastern eastern um, uh, time zone, and then the actual thing starts at I think seven over there. So I think it's three here, or maybe it's four. I don't know. I'm not good with time zones and math and whatever, uh, especially for Japan. But it's some sometime early morning on January fourth. Um, but if you're not into that. Um, I believe they were having a special on the Access Television Network. It's either the Friday or the Saturday, or it might be both, um, where they're showing uh, the Tanahashi, um, the the Tanahashi uh, Jay White, the Omega Jericho, and the Okada Naito matches. Um, so it's only it's only a day later. I'm not they're not showing the whole show, just those three matches, I believe. I think eventually they'll show all the rest of them on subsequent uh, shows that they have on uh, Access. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check them out, you can check them out if you have Access Television. I know a lot of people don't, but if you do and you want to check them out, you don't want to go find New Japan. You don't want to buy New Japan World or find it through other sources um, and watch it either live or later. You can watch them on Access Television that weekend. Um, so we not this weekend, next weekend. Anyways, so there you go. Um, and uh, it should be a good show. I mean, I'm really I'm really looking forward to Omega Jericho. Okada's really good, too. And him and Naito will probably get to put, put on a good match. Uh, and the rest of the card will probably have some decent matches in there. Um, and then they have New Year's Dash. It's the next night. Uh, it's kind of like they're, like I was saying before, it's like they're raw the night after WrestleMania. So there's nothing really, like, announced for it. You know, but they'll have some matches and, you know, I'm guessing they'll have some new storylines that will kind of start the 
New Year off. Uh, it's always kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there we go. Check it out. And uh, that's going to do it for 2017. How about that? Uh, I did a decent, decent year for the podcast. Uh, I did a lot of episodes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'll continue on in 2018. Um, also coming in 2018, hopefully it was when I actually established the Very Drunk Podcast. I still haven't gotten around to getting that all figured out. I have to set up a blog and set up a feed and submit it to iTunes and submit it to Stitcher and then edit some stuff together and make a thumbnail for the everything and it's not it's not a simple process it's not a super hard process but it's not a simple process it's going to take a little bit of time but hopefully i'll get that done soon um and uh i'll be up to check that out i don't have a blog for that one yet i have to set it up i don't have any things to say about that but um you can check out the first episode on um an early episode of the one man renegade podcast but um future episodes we've recorded stuff i don't know how much of it's usable to be quite honest but uh hopefully i'll get it out there in the weeks to come uh but in the meantime you can check out more episodes of the one man renegade podcast uh by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also go to the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com and check out all the bloggy goodness that's on there. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at razorvader. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Give me five stars, all that good stuff. And uh, have a happy new year and a healthy new year and new year, new year, new year, new year. A um, couple more days left of 2017. As I record this, it is December 28th, so we got a couple more days left. So if you didn't get anything done that you're supposed to for this year, maybe last year's New Year's resolutions uh, didn't quite get done yet. You still got a little bit more time, not much, but uh, and also start thinking about um, you know what what your resolutions are going to be for next year. Oh, and before I forget, um, so on the fantasy football episode that I did back in September, I drafted a nice little team. Um, it was a free Yahoo Fantasy League team, whatever. But I would like to let you guys know, for those of you that listened to that episode, I won the championship in that league. It was the only league I won the championship in. Um, I lost in my other leagues that were actually for money and for glory and all that sort of thing. Uh, two of them I got to the finals and lost, unfortunately. And then the other one I didn't do so great in. Uh, but yeah, so fantasy football is coming to an end. It's probably most, for most of you, it's probably over. Unless you do week 17, which is not usually not usually done um but some people might do it i do it for one of my leagues but just for like a bonus 10 bucks nothing nothing for the actual like year or season that's over with but we do week 17 for fun and 10 bucks and um week 17 is always weird because you never know who's actually gonna play some teams might be playing for something other teams might not be playing for something uh so the rest guys um, some teams that aren't playing for anything, well, let's play the guys because why not? Because guys maybe have to are looking to hit bonuses in their contracts or just kind of establishing themselves for free agency or whatever the case may be. So you never know. You absolutely never know who's going to do what and who's going to play and and how it's going to all uh, end up in the end. But it's it, it can be fun. 
uh, set your lineups appropriately, I guess. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll move on to the playoffs, and I'll be back soon to talk about maybe some playoffs, maybe UFC 220. Um, maybe I won't be back until Royal Rumble. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a very drunken podcast soon. Who knows? But keep your eyes on my Facebook or my Twitter or our Apple Podcasts. If you're subscribed or Stitcher, if you're subscribed, check out maybe new episodes popping up here and there. Who knows? 2018, there could be anything. Craziness could happen. It could be a tame year. No one knows the future. Uh, But make it a good one, as Doc Brown said in the end of Back to the Future Part 3. (laughs) And with that, I will talk to you guys next time. Happy New Year, and goodbye. Wow, almost completely forgot to make my predictions for the NCAA um, football Final Four. I don't even know what they call it anymore. Uh, It's the uh, the college football playoff semifinals and finals, I guess. Yeah, so, wow, I I know I delayed this from last time because I was going to make predictions last time and then decided, eh, I didn't really care, uh, for the pro, all the bowl games. But um, specifically, I was going to make my predictions for the championship games uh, on this episode. I almost completely forgot to do it, but here we go. Uh, so, in the first matchup, we got Georgia and Oklahoma. That's in the Rose Bowl, which will be taking place on January 1st. Uh, they're not doing the New Year's Eve stuff this year. Uh, because of pro football, I'm assuming, or maybe because it's stupid, uh, <laughs> maybe a combination of both. But and the Rose Bowl always has to be played on January 1st. That's a tradition, unless it's a Sunday, and then it's on the second, I think. But if it's the college playoff game, it's got to be on the. I don't know, whatever. Um, but uh, Georgia versus Oklahoma. Um, Georgia's a one one point five favorite. They're the three versus Oklahoma, the two. I'm going to go with the upset, I guess. I'm going Oklahoma uh, to beat Georgia. I guess that's an upset. I don't know. It's pretty close. One, you know, given that's a neutral site, um, um, but, you know, also, uh, it's a neutral site. So, you know, 1.5, you know, gives... Gives Georgia obviously the favorite, but it's weird that Oklahoma's the two and Georgia's the three. But that doesn't really mean anything, I guess. Uh, speaking of, but in speaking of which, uh, so we got the Sugar Bowl, All State Sugar Bowl. Oh yeah, the Rose Bowl is presented by somebody. Northwest Mutual. There you go. I got those. Got the got the other plugs in plugins for the sponsors. Um, the All-State Sugar Bowl is, which takes place later on on uh, New Year's Day, will be Alabama, the four seed, taking on Clemson, the one seed. But, again, Alabama's favorite by three points. And once again, I'm going with the upset because I'm taking Clemson to uh, win that one. So that gives me a finals of Oklahoma versus Clemson. Uh, obviously, there's no line on that yet, so it's hard to know who would be favorite versus who would be underdog. Um, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, 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 OKU. I believe that's a song. 
good JR, good old JR would let me know. Yeah, Oklahoma. There's my predictions. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. Happy New Year. And uh, I'll catch you next year. For real this time. I'm really going away this time. No more predictions. Good. See you next year. Bye.